This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, a cobbler, Damone from Fast Times. It's the, it's the cobbler. The, uh, it's a cobbler. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology show, Tales from the Dark Side, and reporting it back to you. With me, as always, is my best friend in the whole wide world, Matt Rose. We don't have the sweet Jen Hansen tonight. I am Matt Noss, but we tagged in an all-star. We said, we went to the Transmissions bag and said, who? can fill the bill and, and i was are, sleeping there in the bag were, you were in the bag we rustled you up you took your bindle you put on some clothes and we want to welcome jr sterberg to Hello. the show very happy to be here happy to have you back i was happier 20 minutes before the show <laughs> Ah, uh, man, yeah, tonight's episode is The Social Climber, and boy, oh boy, is it a doozy. Uh, JR, it's been a while since mm-hmm. you've been on the show. I forgot the episode that you were originally on. I forget the name of it. What it was, was it? A tra- it was the one with, uh, there was an alien who came back to remake a show. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And I don't remember the name of the episode, though. It's, but that was the first season. Right, yep. Yeah, so it's been yeah, a long Distant moving. signals? Distant, Distant signals. signals, yep. I wasn't even on the show then. Mm-mm. I was just a fan. <laughs> That's why you were the best. <laughs> Distant signals, so it's been quite a few episodes. but this, uh, And we do a little bit of a different thing here, but you were very familiar with uh, Tales from the Dark Side, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Well, I mean, with sci-fi in general. Okay. I mean, a little bit familiar, but not not with tales in general. In general. Yeah. Okay, perfect. That's what I needed the refresher on. Okay. Well, now that you've seen two episodes, you're all... I'm all caught up. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly You're as happening. familiar with it as you need to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap now, guys. <laughs> back to the... Back to the... Back to the bag. bag. <laughs> <laughs> it is customary here that we guess what this episode is about based on title alone, because that's how brave we are uh the name of this episode was the social climber is there anybody who want to share their prediction first i uh, i will go first okay the social climber jimmy cliff is the world's friendliest mountain climber <laughs> until the wizard steals his soul and stores it in a jar now he has to climb mount everest before the next full moon <laughs> or spend the rest of his life as a werewolf i want to see yeah. this episode I, why wasn't that one written <laughs> I love that you use Jimmy Cliff. Jimmy Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Jimmy Cliff, mountain climber. Oh, right. I got it. it. Writes no, there, there's a pun there. Yeah, it did write itself <laughs> through your hand. Uh, do you got one, JR? I do. Uh, mine's much more general than Matt's was. <laughs> the social climber, a person ruthlessly uses Machiavellian tactics to get in with a new group of fr- with to get in with a new group. But finds that their old friends were good enough all along. Would have liked that episode as well. 
would have not necessarily been a transmissions episode. Yeah. No, I mean, I couldn't find any sci-fi. I don't know why. That definitely would have been an after-school special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would have been like the wave. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I believe it was called Can't Buy Me Love. <laughs> uh, but here's mine. Um, the Social Climber. Jimmy Barweave is a dud at parties <laughs> until a genie's wish turns him into a ladies' man. Now he doesn't know how to turn it off, and the sex might kill him. <laughs> Starring Jack Black. Oh, man. Exactly. I would I would rather see oh. yours as well. Yeah. I, I, just wanna, oh, yeah. wanna, I liked just yours. That was all three of these. Great. We've got something here, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's let's call Paramount right now. <laughs> yeah. None of, yeah. Us, none of us has guessed. This episode will be ripped off by the 2014 <laughs> Adam Sandler movie, The Cobbler. <laughs> Maddie, hit us up with the sweet D. Okay, uh, this was episode 19, season three. It w- aired March 8, 1987. I did not look up who was on Saturday Night Live for context because I forgot. The episode <laughs> starred Albert Haig as Anthony. He, uh, he did... A lot of work as an actor, um, but actually did quite a bit of soundtrack work as well. Really? Um, yeah, uh, he did soundtrack work for, oh, I think it was um, Space Jam and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That was um, just R. Kelly <laughs> doing the soundtrack. Okay. I, I get, well, no, I think I think <laughs> he goes up to the R. He's like R. Got an idea. Got a big one. I think I think he was probably like score oh, okay. and not soundtrack or so he wasn't like I, imagine you can fly, R. Kelly. Because I, <laughs> I actually it, we don't know. All right. He right. might he might like to pee on teenage girls too. Maybe. Who knows? Um so that so Anthony and R. Kelly are peeing on a teenage girl. He's <laughs> like, oh man, this Bugs Bunny's me. right behind him. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is there. Oh hi everybody. <laughs> um <laughs> So uh, his acting roles, uh, he was on the TV show Fame, uh, and then right. he was also in Space Jam and Beauty and the Beast and a bunch of other um, lower rent movies and TV shows. Um, an interesting thing about him, though, was that uh, he was born into a Jewish family in Nazi Germany and was raised as a Lutheran to avoid uh, persecution and they ended up fleeing to Italy, where he was then conscripted um, into the Hitler Youth or the Mussolini Youth or whatever. And he ended up um, getting a musical scholarship to the University of Rome. Um, uh, yeah, a musical scholarship. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then ended up fleeing to Cincinnati, um, where that's where he was. So. Interesting story, right? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that is an insane. Like, and then he's making tales from this the dark side. Show. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, he was also on an episode of Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to end cap that. Ah, streaks on the channel. Now it's going to be fall. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Um, you know, for the longest time, I thought that it was never met them before, and I was like, "Who meets streaks on the China?" And then I realized it was never mattered before. Right. And oh then I God, felt. I've felt... always thought it was never mattered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Leon fucking Redbone 
Mumbles. Sings with a mouthful of marbles. Orson Welles School of Voice Acting. Peas. Fine wine. Actually, actually, it sounded like it sounded like you were doing Elvis saying peas and carrots. Peas and carrots, baby. So, Jr. just. Dove into a tub of <laughs> peanut butter and bananas. Uh, red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> okay. Um, also in this episode was Robert Romanus, uh, starring as Rob. Now I don't know if they just made the character's <laughs> name <laughs> Rob because he was like Tony Danza, and every time someone said his name, he didn't know who they were talking to. <laughs> But Jimmy, <laughs> you. Uh, but you would know him uh, probably most as Mike Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He was also in Fame the TV Show. Holy crap! Uh, and then he was just in a whole wide variety of TV shows, movies. Uh, he has seventy-two credits to his uh, his oh. actor resume, and he also owns a coffee shop. In, uh, I believe, in L.A. That's crazy. It is. It is um, crazy to own a coffee shop in L.A. It is. Because it seems like least. way... It's like a like, lot of coffee shops, yeah. right? Um, then, uh, as Gail was Talia Balsam, just saying she sounds like a Batman villain, um, <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she has the most acting credits with 92. Uh, she has been a working uh, TV and movie actress for a long time. Uh, shows that you might have seen her on were The Newsroom on HBO, uh, Treme on HBO, uh, Mad Men, um, where she was Mona Sterling, and then just name a TV show that's on right now, and she was on one or two episodes. She did an episode. Yeah. Crazy. uh, Wow. A very, very long working actress. Prolific working actress. Um, Was that, uh, I don't remember his name, the assistant, the shoe... Shoe guy's assistant, Rob. Rob was yeah. that his fiance? Yeah, Gail. okay, okay, yeah. Gail. Okay, uh, yeah, and then um, as the best supporting actress was Leslie Chain, and then as the maid who had one line, <laughs> Irene Rosen. Guys, man lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality, but there is unseen by most. An underworld. Jar. I'm not. It's a place that is just as real, okay, but not as brightly lit. Yeah, it's, it's the dark, dark side. <laughs> the door from the dark very side. Scary. Very scared. <laughs> he looked so scared. Give I... me back my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Jr. has now dove back into the bag, <laughs> and we'll just reach and get you out of there. Yeah. And we're going to just open the door to the dark side. It's going to swing right open. Welcome to a sign for a shoe shop. Anthony's custom made shoes. I was like, what? The camera pans down. And then uh, we see Damone dancing in a shoe shop. Dancing and sweeping. Heard it from a friend who. Heard it from a friend who. Heard it from another, you were messing around. Boom, boom. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but there were some extras outside having their own little uh, 
character acting moments. Uh, there's like two lovebirds and then like a drunk with like a wino with a paper bag. With paper bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I jokes I on you. Them. Those weren't extras. They were just people who walked into the shop. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Jokes on all of you. That's the production staff. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All I, right, I really don't think the hobo was <laughs> was production staff. I think he was just he a just person who in. lived in the uh, the abandoned studio <laughs> where they filmed the show. Yeah, don't worry about me. I keep the rats together. <laughs> I'm the king l- of the rats. <laughs> I'm the ad hoc king rat. The rat. <laughs> I'm the ad hoc rat king. <laughs> they elected me. <laughs> Yeah, rats are real democratic. <laughs> Isn't that the? Uh, this is uh, already going off the rails. Oh yeah, we're going. Isn't it in New York City that there is the story of a rat king? That there is like some. I've well, it's you. you I'm talking about like the, it's not really a rat. It's like no. a bunch of rats, right. That are bound together in some way, right. shape, or form. Yeah, kind of like kind of like the alligators in this in the sewers, right? Right. right. Yeah. But I, like I, the first time I ever heard that phrase was on Thirty Rock, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tina Fey's boyfriend brings it up at some point. But then I Googled it, and it's apparently like an ancient thing. Oh where yeah, people have seen like these rats with their tails tied together in like some matted mess or something. Well, and it seems terrifying. I remember on uh, Batman the Animated Series, there was a villain named Rat King. Mm. Because. I forget what they call a like a swarm of rats, but it has a name. Oh, it does. yeah. Oh, like a murder of crows. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a disco and, and, of rats. And disco oh of shit rats. of rats. Because <laughs> yeah. if I saw that many rats coming at me, the first word out of my mouth would be oh, oh shit. shit. Oh, it's a let's leave of rats. <laughs> yeah, let's get out. Let's leave. Let's go. Um. It doesn't take long for us to understand that Rob is kind of like, he's an upstart. He's a young tough. He's a punk. You know, he's singing rock and or roll music in this in this cobblery. <laughs> Anthony wants none of it and is basically like, hey, Rob, shut up. Cool your jets, young guy. I still have to teach you the ropes right. of making shoes. Well, I mean, the first establishing thing is that Rob's talking about winning the lottery. No, did you hear about this person winning the lottery? He's $40 like $40 million. Can you imagine? You, you could make shoes too, Rob. Just sit out there and make <laughs> some freaking shoes. Yeah, Anthony, Anthony, the obvious owner of this shop. Right. The Santa Claus of this shop. He's sitting at a um oh boy, a sewing machine. And uh he's dispensing wisdom. Yeah. He's like, hey. Don't chase those pie-in-the-sky dreams. Work hard. Yeah, like, st- stop pining for the, uh, oh, God, what are they called? The the trailer park retirement system? Lottery tickets? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? You've never heard? No. <laughs> never Lottery never. tickets are All like right. trailer park retirement. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I gotcha. I That's gotcha, your gotcha. trailer park retirement plan. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 there we go. Sorry, sorry. We not forgot system. the word. Not no, system. we forgot yeah. plan. Not system. For some reason, um, I heard retirement in my head, and then I was thinking like a bunch of old people in Florida <laughs> trading lottery <laughs> tickets for some reason. <laughs> that is also another episode I'd like to watch oh, yeah. more than the one we watched. I, I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Paramount. We're going to be rich. Yeah, I'm going to bring my one idea. <laughs> <laughs> so 
let's just talk about the setup of this uh, of this cobblery, mm-hmm. if you will. It the front of the store looks like the back room of the store, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it had. It's a small room in New I, York. I don't. Yeah, I. And I don't. Small rooms in New York. I don't know how many. I mean, I don't know how they can stay in business with working on seven pairs of shoes for the entire episode. <laughs> and like, I mean, let's let's be honest. Who remembers more than like four pairs of shoes in this episode? There was because that's a, all they worked on in the whole fucking time. Yeah. There was a point where you see. 20 boxes of shoes, just shoe boxes, excuse me. Not right. 20 pairs of shoes, just 20 shoe boxes. And um, it's it's a little like, well, they just went to the Salvation Army right. and got as many shoe boxes as they possibly could. Oh, that's right, because he was, um, he was talking about how this was a sweet racket you got here because he did the shoes for a dance company? Yeah, like yeah. 60 shoes for like a new dance company or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, let's let's face it. Like, they just got a bunch of boxes. They didn't get right. shoes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in this in this opening scene, in this establishing uh, of the rapport between Anthony and Rob, Anthony is at the sewing machine, and my ask to you guys is, what is he sewing? Because it literally looks like he's just sewing a Doctor Scholl's foot. Yeah. <laughs> odor eater. I didn't even think about it. it but yeah, it, it does. Yeah, it really it really did. I'm like. That Maybe that's a secret, Matt. Maybe well, that's yeah, we're not cobblers. We don't know what we goes know. into it. Okay, we, we really have no idea. I haven't worked hard enough in a cobblery <laughs> to know what goes into making a shoe. Maybe it's I'm just, just I'm Scholes. just a casual observer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I think that um, what Rob was doing was actually cutting the insoles for the shoes. I I really don't know what um, Anthony was doing right i mean i i would assume that you need a heavy duty sewing machine to do the leather for shoes absolutely um but that's not what he was doing he was he was just using like a foot pedal sewing machine right to like like you said sew a dr shoals insole that's my specialty I'm really I buy these from the 7-Eleven. <laughs> and I sew them into their shoes. Um, Which, frankly, would be pretty cool. Because hey. then they don't slip, and then you get like that one quarter inch gap between your heel and right. the thing when it bunches up. And that then you're like, true. I mean, that would be that would be great. I mean, I know you could just glue them in there, but, but like, that doesn't seem professional. It doesn't. It does not at all. Those Heck. insoles will be there until they fall apart into dust. Right. <laughs> Until they have a scent that is all their own. <laughs> uh, Rob, a.k.a. Damone, is nonstop with, oh, it looks like there's a gala at the Waldorf Astoria this evening. Right, he's opening up the newspaper. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'd really love to be able to do that. Love that. I, he's like, oh, I just am in, I'm in envy of how the oh, upper class lives. I can't believe there's going to be celebs and drinks at the Waldorf Astoria, and maybe I the, can't be Maybe there. the mayor, too. Maybe the Who mayor. Who knows? He's uh, a celebrity, I guess. In New York City. Be the a city in which everything happens in America. <laughs> really? At the Waldorf Astoria? Famous rich people? <laughs> well, I got to get my ass there. 
Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed the front page story on the newspaper, though. I did. Did you? All right. Do you want to say it at the same time? No, go ahead. All right. A dynamite car jam <laughs> is oh. what I saw. Oh no! What what oh. I saw was the was the headline for <laughs> for the uh, the thing where I think it said "Big Gala Celebrity Waldorf" or something. <laughs> where it was just like, oh, I saw that's there's definitely on the front page a dynamite car jam, and I remember looking at that. I'm like, what was so dynamite about it? Like, was it a party? <laughs> dynamite car jam. Dynamite car jam. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Let me just say the typesetting in yeah. this show is bananas. It's crazy. This <laughs> show well, you know what? I would I would really like to take another look at that newspaper. Yeah. Just to see if they even bothered to have type or if it was just gray Laura, lines. Just like, no, not even Laura Mipsum. Just just gray lines. Just yeah. straight. Yeah. Cause I like I have to use Laura Mipsum so much for my job that like I can I can say it to a frightening degree. Kind of like when people, you know, are I don't know, mathematicians or whatever and they're and they using pi. pi a lot, mm-hmm. like they can they can just keep going and it's like, "All right, all right, all right, I stop. I don't even care if you're right. You could be making shit up, whatever." Um I have a feeling that it was just gray lines. Well, the fidelity of that camera is so it's garbage. Very, yeah. It's so I mean, it, I I can't believe how this show continually looks worse. I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> the other episode, which was, did not look great, is probably shot in like 16 millimeter. No, this thing, no, this show no. was shot VH. on Super VHS. <laughs> no, okay, so that other episode wasn't on film either. No, no. none of these. All are. of it is all on. These are all on oh video, gosh. man. Because that other one didn't look as bad. <laughs> what this I one. think it is is they bought cameras. Right. For the first what, season. What I think it and is. And they used those cameras. And get never clean back, baby. What I think it is, is that it's been long enough since you've seen that episode where oh. your memory started to smooth yeah. out the rough edges. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> yeah, because if you were to ask me the fidelity of my childhood television, I would say amazing. Right. Yeah, that, that yeah, like 8K. Right. <laughs> yeah, but if you were to turn it on right now and put it next to my TV, I'd be like, Get that garbage out of here. <laughs> so when can we throw this off the roof? <laughs> <laughs> can I hit it with a baseball bat? By nostalgia. <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Trinitron. More like Trina crap, am I right? <laughs> um, like when I think about when I was a kid and I would watch, like, I don't know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know, in December, that looked so good in my head. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then you know, like they'll they'll play they'll still play it every year, and if they don't play it, I'll raise hell, because um, even as a fucking adult, I watch it. Mm-hmm. No kids watch right. it myself. <laughs> Nobody's judging you here, man. It's no, okay. it's okay. You can, I'm judging you myself. Can watch it. Um, but like it looks okay. I mean, they they didn't shoot yeah. that on video. They shot that on probably 16 millimeter or whatever. Right. Um, but. It's just not the same. So right. I, I totally I I I think that might be part of what it is. It's just your memory really has yeah. smoothed over. 
Yeah. And you don't remember just how crappy that yeah, episode I probably, was. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I remember when we got our first DVD player mm-hmm. and we played a DVD of the Shawshank Redemption and then we put in the VHS just for a comparison. And it was like, I thought the VHS looked great. Right. And then we put on the DVD and I was like, oh my God. I've been watching garbage all these years. Yeah, it's like you just don't know. But yeah, the, I really love that. It looks the, it looks, the worst. This one looks well, really terrible though. Like there's something yeah. there's so much grain in it and weird Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I I think that too. part of it might just be that I don't think CBS really gave half a crap on the <laughs> transfer. Yeah. So, you know, we, we could have a, a much better transfer somewhere. Maybe. Sitting yeah. on a shelf collecting dust. I'm sure. I, I'm absolutely sure of that it was like, all right, it's a, what is this? Season three, episode 19, uh, Social Climber. What do we got? Well, this is the closest thing. Put it do in. Do it. Put it in. Yeah. Do it. Um, I'm, what, I'm looking what is forward this? to Monsters. This is Poughkeepsie's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the. The These are the dailies that were roughly strewn together. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, <laughs> Damone, uh, a.k.a. Rob, talks to Anthony a little bit more about how he wishes he could uh, have a better place in life. And then Anthony just goes, you uh, should just learn the trade as a backup then. Uh, now get back to work. And then he goes into the back room. In this back room. Oh, guys, man. It's really never... dark. It doesn't have to have a light. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. This back it's room so... is a real massage parlor. <laughs> it is. It is mood lighting. It is real. It's dark. like if you're if you're fixing up shoes, you need maybe, light. Maybe you need light. Yeah. Maybe it he would, doesn't. It would... Maybe he's like a mole man. <laughs> yeah. If he would have went back there and there were just druids chanting, right? That was the appropriate so, level of see, light. The, the thing is. When he first went back there, I legitimately was expecting elves because that's yeah what elves used to do. They used to oh, fix shoes. That's actually kind. Of, I would like to watch that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was expecting Elf. this. I was expecting the same thing mm-hmm. with the elves. I was expecting something. I was expecting not that he would have a magic hammer with magic nails. Oh, yeah, what is he, Thor? <laughs> Though, uh, you know what? I didn't mind the magic hammer and magic nails. I I didn't either. I didn't hate it, but I was like, okay, where is this going? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's still not even the end of the first act. Right. And they they show you, well, I mean, I guess essentially they show you the gun, right? Right. Right. And this time, they're kind of using the gun. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, I mean, it... it I've noticed something of late, and it has been that they have shown you guns in the first act and used them in the third. Which is okay. crazy. Which yeah, is, because yeah. the first season... Yeah. <laughs> they just wanted to show you They're what just guns like, yeah. look like. Yeah. <laughs> they just wanted to show you what guns look like. Hey, there's a gun. Isn't that cool? Hey, anyway, guys. Here's a I UFO. Mean, it, was, it was red herring the series. Right. <laughs> Oh, I wonder if it's Gosh. that orb that we saw and seen. No, no, nope. no. Okay, oh. well, that's cool. No, it was the neighbor. That was oh. just for funsies. <laughs> that was just a prop we had. <laughs> we gotta use we it. Thought we it, have we it. thought it looked cool. So, 
So he's nailing things into the shoes, and he's like, I wish you success. Right. Tink, 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 tink. Sparks, 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 sparks. And then we go back to the front of the store, and the waitress walks in. Right. And it, she... It's uh, Rob's fiance, Gail. And she is dressed up like Alice. Yeah, exactly what I thought. Like Alice. Alice's restaurant. That's all I know from this song. Um, and she goes to, to Rob, who, again, this is another situation where a total dickwad has the greatest girlfriend on earth. Oh, my God. Yeah. She brings him. Every fucking donut. And he's like, she's like, they didn't have your favorite, but I have chocolate or I have jelly. And he goes, oh. And he rolls his eyes back into his head like she has disgraced his entire family. Which makes yeah. another inch of his mullet grow out. Yeah. <laughs> Soon to become Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> oh, he looks so much like he Jimmy looks Fallon. He looks very much like Jimmy yeah. Fallon. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Chocolate. Chocolate. Anthony comes out from the back and and sees and sees Gail and he's very happy to see her and he shows her her wedding shoes. Yep. And he's and she's like, They're beautiful. Oh, is it bad luck for Rob to see the, the shoes? shoes? And and they're like, No one no. That's not a thing. That's not a thing at all. And it's like, I make the right shoes for the right, right. people. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I no, stepped over no, here. You didn't. It's fine. Together, we made it happen. Yeah. I make the right shoes for the right customers. <laughs> You've lost a lot of business that way, but I've kept the right kind of business. <laughs> this really sounds... I like how off-book you are on this already. <laughs> really does sound like he just discriminates. Right. Okay, so Rob is closing up, and uh, I think this. I, I think that Anthony left. Yeah, right. He goes and he's like, oh, up. I'll sweep up, and he goes, you know, he's he sweeps up for a little bit, then just goes in the back room, starts snooping. Yeah, snooping looking around. for looking for what I don't. God only knows in what he's four looking by four for. Back so, room. Yeah. So let's just think <laughs> about this for a second. Back closet. Was this Rob's first day at this job? Yeah. It couldn't have been. No. Yeah. No. no. Way. He had way too much like. Backstory, I guess. Yeah, with he's been there for a while. So why today is he amazed and impressed by the shitty china cabinet that has shoes in it? Why today? Who knows? Who knows? Well, because it's a big gal at the Waldorf, Waldorf store. Yeah, <laughs> and he looks at these. Sh- oh, you know what it might be? What's that? No, never. No. Do you think uh, he's? Do you think, think he's used them before? I don't think so. I don't think so. I feel like this is the first time. Okay. But I think you kind of had it. Because there is a reintroduction of the Waldorf thing mm-hmm. again. Yeah. At, right around that time. And those were kind of tuxedo shoes. Right. And he's like, maybe he was just wishing and hoping. Oh, you know what? I don't think that I don't think that Anthony was using the sewing machine. I think he was using the buffer to buff those shoes. Oh. So like he was like yeah I think because because I remember those shoes being shined, and then they were put oh uh, yeah I think that's what it was, um. Anyway, well they could have made that clearer in the narrative. (laughs) 
well, it's it's hard to tell with the low fidelity, right? Right. <laughs> but um, he he goes back in and he opens the the cheap glass door, takes the shoes out, puts them on, and then, bam! Right, wearing a tuxedo. He's in a guys. tuxedo. So the shoes did give him tuxedo, right? I I I don't. I mean. If I would have put a pair of shoes on and they instantly changed what I was wearing, I would take those shoes off. Right. But I'm just I'm 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 I was confused as to like whether there was just like he had the tuxedo because he was gonna go to the Waldorf Astoria. Right. Or- well, th- th- this is um, number one. His mullet looks great in that tux. I mean, I think we can all agree. Oh yeah, we can all agree. But uh, yeah, that's why I wrote down this is the cobbler with Adam Sandler ripped off the plot right. to this. Because that whole movie is he puts on the shoes and he becomes the person. So he puts on the shoes and he becomes Method Man. <laughs> oh, is that no. um, is that real? Is that is that why why would I lie about that? I don't think you would. <laughs> yeah. I just I'm just sad that it is. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, why would I? I think he's more questioning Adam Sandler. Right. At this point. Yeah, I'm not questioning you. I trust you 100. <laughs> percent so he now has a tuxedo on, and you can tell by that look in his eye that he has one place in mind that he's going to go, the Waldorf Astoria. And that's the act. That is the, the act. act. We'll be back with uh, more transmissions from the dark side after this. Mr. Allen is the man with the plan to save you money. Watches, coats, new arrivals, boots, dickies, Nike, Trinidad, or Dubavinti. Mr. Allen saving you money. That's the best. Oh, man. 29 or 2.50. And we're back. And here we got uh, we got him putting those shoes back into. He's cleaning the shoes. Putting them back into the credenza. It's not credenza. It's just it's China a cabinet. Tiny <laughs> display three, case. Three display, shoe display case. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's the thing that drives me nuts. If I'm going to do something with something of yours and I don't want you to know that I was there. Right. I am going to be as meticulous as possible. Right. To put it back. I'm going to be mission impossible level meticulous. Right. I'm going to remember exactly how everything how was. How it looked, where yeah. it was, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a kid finding the porn stash. Right. It's like... Oh man! I know what I, order Dad put these in, and I'm going to put it back in that order. Exact, and I remember that this one was slightly askew. All right. Oh yeah, no. Because I, I'm when Dad reaches million. down for him, he's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you realize, like, the older you get, you're like, I don't remember yeah. how I put fucking anything. No, where are my keys at? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite section of the show. Where are my keys, Where are my at? keys at? <laughs> but but this level of sloppiness is that of an eight-year-old child who's like, I didn't find the cookies. And like it's a broken <laughs> cookie jar. <laughs> His face is covered, covered in, in chocolate. Cookies. Yeah. 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 He he leaves the door to the display case open, which turns the lights on. Weird. 
this display case I, made no sense. Just let's let's not get lost in the details, Matt. It's about a magic cobbler, okay? <laughs> Actually, and so he didn't sleep, right? He went to the party. That's that's what well, we're supposed to. Well, he went he went to the party and stayed out really late. Oh, okay, all right. And then got in early to put Clean the shoes away. The, yeah. I guess. Anthony is like. Boy, you look like <laughs> fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> probably, what I'm, happened to you? I brought you donuts, but take a shower. <laughs> you smell like an ashtray. You smell like a Dr. Scholl's. It's been under somebody's foot for 30 years. <laughs> you smell like a broken Scholl's. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, is, so, is that high karate? No, it's broken <laughs> in Scholl's. <laughs> Musk. They're talking. He gets he he's like, uh, there's no such thing as a free lunch, Rob. He's like, I'll take a free breakfast. These donuts. Goo goo. It should be noted that that Anthony got those donuts from Gail. That Gail is, says hello. Right. Ugh, this bitch. Are they wait, are they having an affair? <laughs> is Gail I love how you does this bitch Gail? <laughs> Where Gail is the best. No, she's Gail the only, is the best. She's the only character anybody can like. Well, <laughs> right. no, I like Anthony too. He makes people magical shoes. He's a oh, nice old true. grandpa. He's like a hobbit. Yeah, yeah, I like him. He's ready for second breakfast. But basically, eleven <laughs> Zs. Second Zs. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Tolkien. <laughs> talking Tolkien. Talk, oh, welcome back to Talking Tolkien. <laughs> Who wants to talk about glam during him, all right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Here we go. The, the, next... be- the beauty of the East. <laughs> the next 72 episodes dedicated to the Silmarillion. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're going dense on the Tolkien. <sighs> I love podcasts inside podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to everything Matt and I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, Anthony the Hobbit, where were we? <laughs> Anthony then goes, Hey, movie star Laura is coming in later today. Best supporting actress. She's a big deal. And guess what? Anthony gave her her shoes for everything. Oh, Every- so we should probably note that 20 seconds before she comes in, Rob's talking about how all you really need is that one big break. Because he's talking about how right. hard she worked. He talks about how hard people have worked for what they have. Right. Anthony is talking about how hard uh, everybody is working. And Rob is talking about how she just had a lucky break. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Rob's right. <laughs> I mean, me... he, he is. He is. The... Anthony does not want to give this point up to no. Rob. He's like, she worked hard. Okay. She worked hard, and then you fucking made her magical shoes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It, yep. So it was a lucky yep. break that she came to you. Yep. Yeah. 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 And yeah, actually, I would have liked to see that explored a little bit, because I didn't even think about it during the... Uh, there, well, when the we show. go to the writer's room, we can talk yeah, about that piece. That. But yeah. it's like, yeah. he is 
how fortunate is it that you stumble into? Well, I'm already going to the writers' yeah, room. Go. But how fortunate is it that you stumble into the only magical cobbler in New York City? <laughs> well, okay, hold on. We don't know that this is the, the only, only magical, magical cobbler. It's true. They could have a fucking magical cobbler on every <laughs> block. <laughs> At the end of the movie, The Cobbler, I do believe that they open up the back of the shop and it's a fucking wonderland. <laughs> like leprechauns and shit? Well, like like a magical... leprechauns make shoes. I just want you guys to know that. Well, like a magical car or some shit. It's oh, a... God damn that. It's fucking... a mess of a movie. It is so awful. I don't want to... Actually, what I want to do is I want to focus on Matt watching this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Me watching The Cobbler and just getting super upset. Were you just like hate watching it? You know, it was one of those things. (laughs) Why did I watch The Cobbler? That's a great question. I would. I. I'm going to. I'm going to give you this one because I watched some shit where it's like, why don't I watch that? Yeah, but you know, whatever. I think it was. It was like. Okay. Right. It yeah, was. That's here. That is the only way anyone has ever watched that movie is okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one no one looked at that and was like Adam Sandler and the cobbler. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Not even Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler saw it and was just like Okay. <laughs> sure. Right, he was like, yeah. well, Netflix is paying me a lot. All he heard was ching and like, yeah, I'll do whatever you guys want. You want me to make a racist movie about the American Indians? No problem. Done and done. Laura comes in. <laughs> they reminisce for a moment. Uh, uh, Anthony is like, you wore the tea straps with the pearl buttons. And I'm like, he's getting hard. <laughs> he's, making, he's making it a sexual thing. Don't make it a sexual <laughs> thing. And he's also making in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony is all reminiscing. Rob sees her and is like, I know how to impress a woman. Bragging. See, see, I think, I don't think that Anthony, I I think that you guys have it wrong. I don't think that Anthony was the one. I think it was Rob who saw a famous person come in and it was boing. And then he he immediately was just like, oh, how can I get my dick wet? Right? (laughs) Like, how can I get up in that? And just because he's a creep, right? Like, we can all agree. Rob's a fucking creep. creep. Rob's a creep looking to upgrade. Yeah. That that he's 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 settling Mm because that's what he was talking about in the episode, too. Is like, don't you ever want something more? You ever want more? And and Anthony's just like, no, I love my wife. My wife is great. You're just a you're you're just a creepy piece of crap but don't you want like a freak a leak no. you know <laughs> what the fuck is a freak a leak what are you doing in my shop when i'm not here <laughs> don't you want a girl that wants you to get stay in stay out them, of the back room you get in them cuts <laughs> all right we got to make sure uh. Matt doesn't choke <laughs> Wait until I'm not taking a sip of my drink before you do. <laughs> Say freakily. Or get in them guts, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. 
Well, Laura only goes to about two parties a year. She yeah. doesn't go to a she's party. Not, well, yeah, because... She's a regular person. Yeah. And she's famous. Because uh, Rob starts asking her, oh, how many parties you go to? And she's like, uh, you have to be up like really early to be on set. Like, uh, yeah, I, I go to two parties a year. Yeah. But he was name dropping. He was, <laughs> he was like... Everybody uh, was there. Oh, yeah. Frank? I went to a party last night. Oh, Liza. the mayor was there. He was at my table. The stolen furs, <laughs> the drugs, <laughs> the drugs. Stolen furs, they're all here. Tragically hit. <laughs> Creeper was there. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then Gail walks in, and you can tell that Rob is like, "Hey, get out of here! You're ruining my vibe." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Deadwood, get out of here! <laughs> I'm trying to smash. <laughs> Trying to lay some pipe. Get, <laughs> get this dick's too good for you. Get. So she walks in. I ate with the mayor last night. <laughs> we had knish. Um. So she comes in and she is super happy that somebody left her a two dollar tip. Oh, this scene drove me insane. Yeah, we all looked at each other like, what? She, so th- let's see if we can recreate it. Uh, who wants to be Gail? I'll be Gail. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to be Rob? Sure. Yeah. All right, here we go. And I'll just be I'll just be, be Anthony. I'll be Anthony over here. Cobble, cobble, cobble. Oh, hey, Rob, I got a $2 tip. Yeah, that's tip. great. <laughs> oh. You proud of yourself now? I mean, and I'll just be two dollars. I'll just be so, Laura's disappointment in yeah, humanity. Oh, oh. Well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> so I can't believe you brought up a two dollar tip in front of a famous person. What are I you just, garbage? Yeah, I, I guess I am kind of garbage, aren't I? Yeah, and you're scene. garbage. You know you're garbage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Real, and and then he's just like, oh gosh, you guys. Laura's like, you are getting married, and then Anthony's like, yeah, in two months. And then Re- Rob, and Rob goes, Rob. Real original. <laughs> A June bride. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well have just punched her right in the ovaries. Yeah. He is such a douche. And um, once again, his mullet grew another six yeah. inches. <laughs> and then I like nice her calling. <laughs> so then Laura Foster Grants leaves. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, Gail leaves, and it just leaves Anthony and Rob there. Well, hold on. He Rob does apologize because he he's just like, God, I can't believe you brought up the two dollars in front of her. Which she apologizes. She has no reason to no. because hey, someone gave her a two dollar tip, and and that's two dollars and eighty seven money, guys. Right. right. Um and. Then he starts to feel bad because, like, I don't know, she makes a face that's, like, yeah. hurt. And then he's like, ah. Uh, I see you I'm have emotions. Just, I'm yeah. just kidding. Or what? <laughs> I, who knows what he said? I I just kind of tuned him out after a while. Um, and so she leaves. And then he starts talking to Anthony about, like, how did you know that your wife was the one? Like, how I, how didn't you know you wanted to just keep playing the field? And then he's just like, you're you're an idiot. 
you're a stupid idiot. You're yeah, a dumb dumb. What's he, wrong with you? He actually says some. It's some of the best written dialogue in the show, where he goes, you. Rob's like, you know, I, I'm reading about this millionaire who bought a whole floor of an apartment building just, just so for a pool. Put a pool. And, he, and he goes, what is he, too lazy to walk to the Y? I, and, and, you know, and Gail has been saving for five years for a house, and she only has $734. What's she going to do? Get a window? And then Anthony says some of the most, like, true things. He's like... If you chase money your whole life, all you're going to do is be old and then wishing you had somebody like Gail in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Goodbye. But uh, but Rob just doesn't get it. No. In the meantime, I'm going to go into this back room and just be in the dark for a moment. <laughs> I have does, to he, does he make another ding, pair of ding, shoes ding, in that? Ding, ding, I think he does, okay. and I think he just whispers like, Confidence, and success. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that he uh, that he wished them. Oh no, no. Um, happiness and love. Happiness, happiness and love is that's what, what he did when he was thinking it because I wrote it down. But that's because oh, I think it was her shoes. I think yeah, it was her. It was. Her. It was, it was, it was Gail's shoes. Yeah. Oh, it was Gail's marrying yeah. marrying shoes. Um, wedding shoes is the marrying marrying shoes. shoes. They're marrying shoes. Yeah, it's it's uh, when I put on my marrying shoes. It's very Catholic. All right. This is the moment where Anthony notices, hey, somebody's been dicking around with my showcase. And he walks over and he picks up the shiny tuxedo shoes and he looks and the back of the heel is scuffed. Which makes me think, like, what the fuck was he doing? It takes a lot to scuff shoes as much as they scuffed those shoes. Yeah. I mean, there's a big chunk taken out of them. Yeah, <laughs> on one wear. Yeah. At the Waldorf At Astoria. The Waldorf, <laughs> where he was sitting and eating... He has jacked these shoes up. Yeah, seriously. And uh, Anthony comes out of the back room hot. Yeah. He's like, you are no longer allowed in the back room. Yeah, stay well, out of there. Well, stay first, out of the back room. He, he asked him. He, he asked about it. He's like, were you back there? And Rob's like, no, I wasn't back there. I wasn't back there. I wasn't like eating a, those cookies. Like a fucking idiot, because it's like, he has magic shoes. You know he has magic shoes. He knows you're using his magic shoes because they're magic shoes. Will you fucking just admit it? Yeah, just be like, he's not a dummy. Just be like, look, uh, yeah, I was. When were you going to tell me that you make mag magic shoes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I took advantage of magic shoes. Sorry. Sorry. I'm human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those shoes aren't for you. Um, for some reason, Anthony leaves early again <laughs> instead of firing him or having a heart-to-heart -heart with him about the shoes. Or hitting him with the hammer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, death and destruction. Death and destruction. Death and destruction. <laughs> and uh, Anthony's like, Ah, well, I guess i see you later. <laughs> Rob's in the back room again. Ten seconds after. No, 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 no. No, guys. Isn't that him yelling was the end of the act. Really? Yep. I feel like... Oh, okay. No. I I, I take my notes very specifically oh, and yeah. make marks at the end of act breaks. When he yells at him to stay out of the back room, that is the act of the... Or the that is the act of the end, guys. Well, we'll act on this end and be back <laughs> more for transmissions. <laughs> 
inspiring thousands of imitations. Since then, our name has become synonymous with elegance, style, and perfection. Worthy of dignitaries, presidents, celebrities, and the world's grandest gatherings, prompting Conrad Hilton to call it the greatest of them all. The Waldorf Astoria was a luxury brand long before brands as we know them even existed. There was no standard before we set it. And now it seems only fitting that we would, once again, set the standard. When they come, do you think what it's just change falling into a shot? Is now the world's most iconic portfolio of hotels. Just tax deductions. <laughs> All right, we're back. Yeah. That's yeah. too much. <sighs> the Waldorf is doing When you stay at the Waldorf, you'll look at yourself way more importantly. <coughs> Isn't the Waldorf Astoria now owned actually by a Chinese company? I, I recall right. something in the news very I recently. Marriott bought them. I don't know. I thought the Waldorf was was maybe because they were making a big deal about it in the news hmm. recently. It probably is. It's, I don't know who. Because uh, I don't think the Wal- I don't think the Marriott would be able to buy the Waldorf. <laughs> you well, I'm surprised at. I mean, Matt, the King of Zamunda stayed there. Okay. Oh my God, that is the true. King of Zamunda, Wakanda forever. <laughs> Why did I do that again? God. <laughs> All right, one second. Who owns the Waldorf? Going to the bottom. I'll bet you it's Mr. Simon Waldorf. Uh, Hilton. Mr. Bill Astoria. (laughs) Hilton owns it. Oh. Yeah, interesting. Look, look up Waldorf Astoria in China, because oh. I don't think I don't think that a Chinese company owns all of it, but I think they own part of it, and that's why the Obama um, administration stopped staying there. An Bang. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Boom. Maddie knows. Matt knows. I listen to the news. An Bang Insurance Group Company. I gotta stop watching Fox so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fox and Friends is my favorite place to get political oh information. Oh God, I don't I mean, even want—I don't even want to get into it because okay. where I, when I'm at the gym, I'm usually on this one machine that is directly in between Fox News and CNN, and it's like—and you have to choose to turn off the CNN so that you can watch <laughs> Fox News, <laughs> and you have to—you have to find the remote for the CNN TV <laughs> to turn it to Fox News. I don't have a remote, guys. <laughs> I just have to sit there and go back and forth and be like, do I want to be angry or do I just wanna not want to watch something ironically? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're back and he, uh, being Rob, is in the back room again. And he's taking a pair of wingtips. And I was like, wait a minute. How are all of these shoes his size? Uh, that is something that I thought myself is like, wow, it's really, con- well, but hold on. 
fucking magic shoes. Yeah. Stop it, Matt. Okay. You're right. Yeah, they're magic shoes. They're he right. doesn't have to size these motherfuckers. Wilt Chamberlain could come in and he just made a small pair of shoes. They're magic. He puts them on. They flit like a they flit like a glove. Matt, they flit like a they glove. They flip like they flip like a fluff. They flip a fluff. At this point, he puts these wingtips on. And I'm like, who is he, Vinny Denunzio? <laughs> he comes out and he looks like a hey. basic cable gangster. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm wearing a big, big old uh, scarferoo. Oh, God. For, for a second, I thought when he came out, I thought he was a priest. Because, because, <laughs> because he the had scarf. the big scarf. Right. I was like, are those like are those the, the priest? They're not armaments. Priest garments or whatever. Yeah. Where they're wearing, you know, the whole thing. Like an Easter. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Or Christmas. So he he puts on the shoes. He's he's dressed like a he's dressed like like so a basic kangle a basic So that's just alone in the movie Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it flashes or it cuts to the next day he's at the register and he's talking to Laura the actress. And he has a shiner. Oh, he's got the king of all shiners. Yeah, he's like it looks. It looks less like a shiner and more like Gorbachev's birthmark on his eye. <laughs> and he's telling a story that kind of goes like this. Yeah, I was up all night. I, I was up fifteen hundred dollars at the table, but uh, you should have seen the other guy. What happened in between? You didn't tell us what happened in between. Uh, details. And then Anthony <laughs> comes back and he's like, "Oh, you tell her a story about how you got jacked by, by three those three guys." <laughs> and she just kind of goes, "Huh? What? Uh, who's telling uh, the truth here?" Well, I'm gonna hit that dusty trail. I'll see you guys later. I got my shoes. Don't have time to spend all day at the cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say Anthony's accent is? Because I was befuddled by it. It probably his actual accent. It probably was. I just I did not. Sometimes in New York, people get the weird like Richard Feynman, like you get like a weird mix of an accent. Like uh, it sounded Alan like Alan Alda, like kind of has that too. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, yeah, and I and I think that um, if you come to the city at a particular point, right? You yeah, you pick up the accent of that time and it moves forward. Um, because he, he came to New York. Jeez. 1940, huh. I think. Interesting. All right. And he already had, you know, his German accent. True. So that was kind of like his Americanized German accent. Well, yeah, that was yeah. that was him shedding as much of his accent as he could. He is like, huh. When are you going to tell me what really happened last night? Yeah. Because he knows, because he's got magic shoes. Because <laughs> well, he's not an yeah. idiot. Yeah, he he confronts him, and then he was just, yeah. When are you get when were you gonna tell me about the magic shoes? You got magic shoes, magic shoes, magic shoes. And he's and Anthony's not like not a finger, <laughs> not a finger. <laughs> so he's. <laughs> it's be Christmas time again. Ah. <laughs> uh. And Rob, Rob is denying everything. He's yeah. denying everything. And Anthony knows. So Anthony goes into the back, 
we cut a little bit forward in the day and Anthony comes out. Rob is putting shoes in a box real half-heartedly and he just goes, hey, asshole, I know you wore the shoes last night. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, I wore the shoes. I want a better life. I want more than this. I don't want to be a cobbler and be stuck like you. Why don't Why don't you make me a pair of shoes and make me rich? And he's like, you're focusing on the wrong things, I young wanna, person. I don't want to be like you. I don't want to waste my life like you. <gasps> if you're so smart, why are you still a cobbler? Oh, no. And we actually have a pretty good acted moment there. Right. Mm-hmm. We got, we really do. I felt very, I felt like, yeah, fuck you, Rob. I was like, fuck you, I Rob. I felt like, fuck you, Rob, from the first oh, scene. I mean, but, absolutely. But <laughs> we felt on it. We finally got to it. Right. Yeah, we got we, to the emotional yeah, core of the We get to the, the crux, episode. yeah. And he thinks that Anthony's a loser. Right. Yeah. And Anthony's like, look, man, I love my wife. I love my life. Everything I have, I've earned. It's great. I'm I'm not wanting for anything. Jesus, what are no. you laughing at me for? No, my brain went, I love my wife. I love my life. <laughs> I love my knife that I like. I don't like strife. My name's Rabbit Anthony and I'm here to say <laughs> That's what happened in my brain uh, while you were actually giving real information. We're going to read The Hobbit in a real way. Up that mountain, there's a dragon. See, he wants gold, and then he wants it all from me. Oh Smeagol's coming behind. I don't know what to do. Put so- on this ring, I'll disappear or two. Ah, <laughs> uh, talking tokens. <laughs> all I can think of now is Mr. Plow. <laughs> <laughs> that may push a cow if you had one. <laughs> uh, I wish I could rap. <laughs> All right, sorry, Matt. <laughs> no, sorry, it's, it's okay. They have this heart to heart after after he hurts his feelings. Yeah. After Rob hurts Anthony's feelings, you and know, I'm not sure he hurts his feelings. I I think that Anthony's just like you're an idiot. Yeah, you just don't get it, do you? You're still so obsessed with being wealthy, so obsessed with all these things that you can't see the bigger picture. That like happiness oh, is Anth- is more important. Anthony says. All rich people do is spend more money to impress no one, mm. you know, to make other people jealous. What a waste of time. Yeah. And then Rob puts on the facade that he's learned a lesson. You know what? I I think that he actually, I think he did technically learn the lesson, but it wasn't solidified. It wasn't concrete. And then... They get the order for Mr. Donald Coventry's yeah. shoes. Donald Coventry, the governor? No, no. The he was just... He just owned half of Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he owns half of Manhattan somehow. And, and also, they have that the kind of like the dust settles. Everybody's cool. Yeah. And then uh, the phone rings. And Rob's like, I'll get it. And he picks up the phone and he goes... Hello? Hello? Oh, oh. hey. Yep. Not, nope. Yep. I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) But I write down, 
this is a goddamn business. <laughs> you, you announce yourself. You announce yourself. You announce the business. That is how it works. Yeah, I I have to admit though that having been a contractor for you know a little bit under a year and then now working for a major company, I still when the phone rings I panic because I'm not sure what to say. And so I just give the longest explanation of where I am in the company in the hopes that they'll <laughs> hang up. Here, here's the company organizational chart. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go down it really quick For just quick. let you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of operate like if you're not in my phone for a business call, I don't know you. Yeah. So I'm not picking it up. Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about my, my actual work phone. I don't have a work phone like you do. Mm. Um, I'm just talking about the phone at my desk. Yeah. Where if that rings, I panic. Oh, I have one of those too, and I, I don't know what I'm like. Yeah, just uh, hi, this is Matt in, and then I just give a super long description and hope that by the time I'm done, they hang up. This is Matt in Tower two three hundred two hundred two hundred. It's two hundred. It's two hundred. I think. Yeah, I am in two hundred, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. But so what I just want to point out that when they got in the argument, I just wrote down it's lecture time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because that's essentially you, what you also could have written down, well, you know, Beeve. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Beeve, life's tough. Maggie uh, Parrish, she ain't gonna fix it. <laughs> we yeah, read uh, this book. We jump a little bit ahead into the future. About 20 seconds. About 20 seconds. And uh, Damone, a.k.a. Rob, goes into the back. And he sees a pair, a box of shoes with the post-it note, Mr. Coventry's shoes. <laughs> and Just he's in like, case anybody forgets in the store. Well, the so, so hold up. We do have to point out something important that Anthony says, oh, I have to fix Mr. Coventry's shoes by 5 o'clock. Oh, I better yeah, hurry. Right. Shit. Yep, and then right. it gets to be like 4.56. And, tight uh, deadline. Mm-hmm. Tight deadline. Tight deadline. And Rob starts to get a little antsy, and he does what I would have done when I was a little kid, and I wanted to steal something that was on the counter. Like, you kind of walk over slowly. Look over your shoulder, walk over, look over your shoulder again, grab it, hiding with your body, and then awkwardly <laughs> walk away from the other person and then disappear behind the curtain that you're no longer supposed to be behind because he's ordered you to never go back there again. Right. But he's too busy sewing a pair of Dr. Scholl's to notice. <laughs> right. Yeah, he sneaks past him while he uh, Anthony's on the uh, sewing machine. The old sewing yeah. machine foot operated. And then, ding, ding, door opens, and a very sad-looking woman walks through. And, oh, maid. Because uh, it didn't list her I don't name. Think they even had, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Uh, I'm here, I'm for, here Mr. for Mr. Coventry's, Coventry's shoes. shoes. Oh, how is Mr. Coventry lately? Haven't you heard? The no, bird, that could, the no, because the word. The bird. No, because I. <laughs> I have not heard the bird. 
Well, now everybody knows that the bird is the word. Bird is the word. Pee Wee Herman walks in. He's wearing his shoes that Anthony made. Isn't that like two or three episodes in a row that we've had a Pee Wee Herman reference? Probably. Because I try to bring him in as much as I can. I have that paging Mr. Herman. Right. <laughs> no, hold on. That was Dr. Frank. Yeah, yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah. Um, so she starts talking. Oh, God. She says, Haven't you heard he's being buried today? <laughs> and then you just hear boxes fall over in the next room. <laughs> and then it cuts to him. Falling over and smoking? <laughs> yeah, did you know he had smoke bomb shoes? <laughs> Mr. Coventry loved gadgets. This, uh, he's dead. And Rob oh. is dead because Mr. Coventry's dead and he's wearing his shoes. What? It doesn't, hold on, Matt. He's lying flat on his back. Credits. Yeah. Right. Now let's go. Because I had to bring up the credits. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. of course, it's this show. Right. They they rolled credits like they did something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we deserve recognition for this. Well, George A. Romero does, at least. Richard P. Rubenstein. <laughs> and then whoever the third, whoever the third, third person per- is yeah. on there. I forget. Fuck me. Oh, God. This app. All right. It was it was going really well. I was really until they said the name Mr. Donald Coventry, and then it just slid. There's like right a slip and slide at that toilet. point, right? I mean, it was yeah. just like, Whoa, all right, we know where we're going. Because right. I was because I was on board, and then just I I was so disappointed by that ending. I mean, it's a tales ending. It is, yeah, for sure. But it's a bad tales ending. Once in a while, we'll get a good one. So let's go to the writer's room. Uh, how could we have helped them stick the landing? Because they were... I oh. mean, it feels like that they were just looking for a twist. They it were, does, looking, right? they were looking for an out because the, the them agreeing with each other part should have been the end of the episode. Right. And I mean... Because w- it had a real Sorcerer's Apprentice type thing. It did. You know. And so... I mean, I think that you could have like maybe like cut to the future where Rob is now the owner of Anthony's shoe shop and like he's helping people by using I, the I magic think, hammer. I definitely think that you could have done that. One of the ways I think they could have done the dark twist without the ridiculous Donald Coventry ending <laughs> is him killing Anthony with the hammer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If this was Tales from the Crypt, Anthony would have died. Yeah, oh, it. yeah, and he would have had his head caved in. I mean, it would have been bloody as fuck. Right. But I thought I thought that would have been a fine way, like, that he kills him, and then he can't bring... Well, like, even by accident, right? Like, even if you went back there, he's like, oh, this is the magic hammer. I'm going to use it to nail something. <laughs> and or, they, or they or get in a scuffle or right. something. Or Anthony has a heart attack in the scuffle. <laughs> yeah. I mean... That's not impossible. It, yeah, it, no, it doesn't. I mean, he was, like, an old, he was an old guy, but it there were there were so many different places they could have diverged, and it wouldn't have been 
this ending. And I say this ending like this bitch, right? Right. Because just they it felt so hollow it 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 was like watching in the olympics the gymnast almost stick the landing they hit the mat you think they're gonna do it and then they take that stumble step and it's like pop forward they pop forward on the landing and then they fall here here's my question okay could they have used more explanation as to the power of the hammer? I think so. Because mm-hmm. and, and here's why. Because I'm completely confused on what happens when he puts on the shoes. Yeah. <laughs> because at no point did I assume that he became those people. Right. That he became yeah. the tuxedo guy or that he became... Well, yeah. So, so one of the one of the ways that we could have understood a little bit better, I think, is if we would have known if those were new shoes or if those were existing shoes he fixed. Because if they were existing shoes that he fixed, that would make a lot more sense why he became those people. Right. Right. But if they were brand new shoes, I mean, obviously the one pair of shoes that were scuffed in the back. Well, actually, if they were just replacing the. See, the soles this, of the shoes. Uh, this yeah. is where the cobbler did it right. <laughs> because Christ. when Adam Sandler oh, puts on those shoes, oh. he becomes the other person. I mean, that's, yeah. That's and, what I would have wanted. And to if see. he would have gone to the mirror and been the other person, then him dying at the end would have been made, made all, a lot more sense. all of the sense in the world. Right. Don't, didn't even have to pay those actors. Just put them into the fancy clothes. Because that also would have made sense as to why he could have gone to the Waldorf and gotten yep. in. Because yep. that made no sense. Oh, like, yeah. oh you're I wearing totally, a tuxedo. Totally well, welcome in, yeah. Rob. Um, and why he would have been able to get into the the casino. Right. Like That was the thing that they left out. Because anybody can buy fancy shit. Right. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's I how I that's how I would fix it. That's how I was thinking the whole time is like, why don't you just show like if he's the other character, why don't you just show a scene at the Waldorf where somebody's referring to him by a different name? Mm-hmm. Or like if he's a gangster. Yeah, you could you know you what could, I mean? You could do like the the one angle, the other angle where yeah. you see the person talking to the fancy mayor and then it cuts to the other angle and you see him. Yeah. Right? Like it Right. But they they didn't obviously and and that's what left me cold on it is because he died because the owner died but there was nothing that made me Anthony instows the magic the owner didn't put the magic in there no stows <laughs> not not instows that's right. not a word <laughs> he magicked them he magicked them he magicked them good hey uh hey hobbit boy do you magic up <laughs> these uh shoes for me bim sala bim <laughs> You shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts in the writer's room? Uh, I I think that explaining a little bit more about how the shoes work would go a long, lot longer. Yeah. yeah, there. I mean, there just needed to be some reason. Right. Yeah. If Anthony would have came out and be like, 
you will enter this person's soul or yeah. something you, when you put these shoes. You can't go in that back room and try on these shoes because you are literally that person when you try these on. Yeah. yeah. You are affected I mean, in that way. Did a lot you, of times... A didn't lot of, you think it was easy to get into the Waldorf Astorio when right. you just put on a pair of shoes? Yeah. Something. I, I, I think that sometimes you want to be a lot more vague when you're dealing with something magical, but in this instance... More explanation really would have, I, I don't know about saved the episode, but I think would have definitely given a lot more. Right. Because you still had a lot of black boxes, right? Where do you yeah. get it from? How do you know how to use it? Yeah. Where, you know, all but of that, that stuff. Kind of, I mean, a lot of that stuff. You didn't need that stuff. Yeah. You, you could have gone on the ride if he would have said like, Boy, I'm just worried about you. You don't understand the power of this. Right. You know, something. These are from Mordo. <laughs> <laughs> These are the one shoe. All right. On a scale of uh, one to ten loafers, uh, what do we give this episode? I give it five and a half. I'll give it three. Ooh. You have uh, the not re- seen the reason, the, yeah, just, the reason why I give it five and a half I, is because the episode until that point was not bad. That's, I'm at a six because yeah. of that. Because I liked it so much. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it would have been an eight or yeah. higher if yeah. the ending... But then they totally duked the ending. I think because it. the ending like made me feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt's right. You have not seen enough yeah, episodes. Yeah. I mean, I probably haven't. I, that's fine. I need to feel worse. You can give it a <laughs> zero or a ten if you want. It's uh, up to you. No, I get it. Yeah, I mean three. I'm gonna stick with three because stay that's with three. Initial. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I wouldn't. I. I. I have to mention the music though too in this episode. <laughs> yes, I didn't mention it either. The, yeah, that's the magical tinkling. Oof. Oh, and it was just. It sounded like somebody was just walking on an organ. <laughs> And like there was an, an organ, yeah, a keyboard, yeah, it was a keyboard. A keyboard. I'm just saying, it's just like <laughs> they had one <laughs> Casio DX7, uh, <laughs> and it was annoying me the whole time because it didn't add anything at no. all. No, it, it, there <sighs> in the script, I'm sure they wrote magical sounds, magic sounds. <laughs> they went to talking Tolkien. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, JR, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you back in the studio. Oh, man. I love coming to the studio. Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, <laughs> studio is basement. Um, <laughs> and I do live you in the any, bag. Do you have... <laughs> yeah, we just have you in the corner. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to plug or promote? Uh, I am on Twitter. I'm JR Alamode, where I make up dumb stuff, and then I say it, and then... People are like, yeah, okay. Well, I responded to you today. Yeah. Because uh, you, what was that? Well, you've put up the. Uh... <laughs> oh, is it the Bitcoin or the yeah. cryptocurrency? The cryptocurrency thing. And then uh, you made a reference to uh, Millhouse and Bart, where Millhouse <laughs> has the pogs. Right. Because <laughs> I said that my new, uh, my new thing is that I'm starting a business where pogs are the new cryptocurrency. <laughs> And then I just thought about that Simpsons episode. And then I just responded to you, and I was like, but it's Elf! It's Elf in (laughs) pog form! (laughs) So I just do dumb stuff there. I love it. 
Uh, thank you again so much for being on the show. Very welcome. Uh, all of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. You can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram. You could even send us an email at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are TFTDS Pod. Uh, Slasher Dave does our theme song. Jen Hansen will be back soon. And uh, Mary, I'm forgetting anything. Try to enjoy the day. Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. 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 Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.